Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us for KB Talks, powered by the NKBA, the only podcast dedicated to sharing the latest kitchen and bath industry insights, providing you with the education and connections to help grow and support your business. I'm your host, Carl Champley. Well, folks, interesting times. The current global situation is having a severe impact on companies across a wide range of industries. Now, we're all trying to best navigate our way through this time of crisis and minimize business disruption. What strategies can you turn to manage your business through a crisis? Well, to help answer that, we are happy to welcome Fred Rakowski, a former kitchen and bath specialist, professional business coach, and founder of Legacy Business Leaders, LLC. Fred works with business owners in kitchen and bath industries to achieve key business disciplines for long-term profitability. Today, Fred will share strategies and vital insight that we hope will answer your questions about keeping your businesses operational and strong through these unprecedented months. Now, before we jump in, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Home Advisor. Are you a home repair or improvement pro looking to grow your business? Home Advisor can help. Here's how it works. Home Advisor matches homeowners looking for help with their projects with the best local pros in the area who can do the job. That means your business gets connected to new customers quickly and easily. Get started now and Home Advisor will help you find your next job. And be sure to ask if you are eligible for a limited time $100 credit when you sign up. Go to homeadvisor.com slash NKBA offer. Again, that's homeadvisor.com slash NKBA offer. Okay, let's get started. Introducing Fred Rakowski, a professional business coach and the founder of Legacy Business Leaders, LLC. Mate, thank you for joining us today and welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Carl. Real pleasure to be with you today. And thanks to the NKBA for the opportunity, as always. Real pleasure to uh, be here and uh, hopefully contribute something that can be of value to your listening audience. Well, mate, I think uh, what a wonderful guest having you here. And I think it's an absolute necessity in these certainly these interesting times. Before we get started, I just want to share something with you. And I know you'll appreciate it being, I think you've been in the game now for about 33 years. Um, Just the other morning, I've got three projects running. And fortunately, you know, our industry, we fall into that essential category, you know, ensuring that we've got gloves and masks and we're doing the ultimate best to not be carriers and be uh, very careful out there. But in Los Angeles, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, I'm driving down the 405 freeway, which is generally gridlocked. And beside me, there must have been, there was about five of us in pickups and no one else on the road. And it was just, it it was amazing that we could drive at the speed we were driving in the heart of LA. But I just looked around and we're looking at each other and just made me realize that, you know, when the world falls apart, our industry, we're really the fixers. And I just had a moment and I thought, you know what, we may also settle into that heroic category as well. And it just made me feel proud to be a contractor, a remodeler, a designer, you know, in this time that we can be there to help potentially uh, fix uh, with what's going on out there. Um, and, you know, together with Bill Darcy and Susie Williford, we've always been real advocates of pushing the importance of having a trade. And this is just one of the situations that uh, one of the benefits is that out of all industries today, we can be out there and we can continue on. 
Well, Fred, before we get started, um, I want to find out if if you can tell our listeners a bit about your industry background and, and what exactly that you do. Well, thanks, Carl. And first of all, to dovetail onto what you said, it's really important. And honestly, I've been really impressed and really proud of our industry too, the way that business owners and leaders have stepped in this gap and really addressed this issue head on. It's just really, really encouraging for me to hear that across the country. Uh, as far as what I do, uh, as you already explained, yes, I was a kitchen and bath uh, remodeling specialist for a long time, 33 years worth. And um, I transitioned out of that, went into some nonprofit work that was really important to me at that time in my life. And uh, for the last uh, about eight years now, I've been full-time in business coaching in our industry, primarily with uh, builders, remodelers, kitchen bath experts, dealers, uh, et cetera. And that's what I do full-time right now. I'm passionate about that work. It's been extremely rewarding to get to connect with so many great people around the country and elsewhere. And uh, that's a full-time endeavor for me right now and on into the foreseeable future right now. Now, I can see you'd be an absolute golden nugget, an asset to a lot of the contractors and uh, kitchen and bathroom modelers because business is everything. If, we, if we're not taking the correct steps through business, it really the rest of it doesn't mean much. Let me ask you, why the Middle East? I was reading up your bio. Yeah, good question. Uh, it's just an opportunity came up through uh, a strategic partnership and a friend, a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of good friends, actually. And uh, as it turned out, a lot of the work and initiatives that they had going were in the Middle East. And so I said, yep, that sounds like something really challenging to me. And uh, it turned out to be a lot more than a little challenging, <laughs> to say the least. But uh, I have no regrets. I went in, uh, you know, full in, all in, and uh, the work was really, really challenging. A lot of the backwater villages that were impoverished with uh, really no infrastructure to speak of. And we got to go in there and really uh, bless some people and get some initiatives going that, uh, that, that really helped them support their families better. And uh, more than anything, just have some hope for the future. So. That's kind of in a nutshell what really uh, motivated me to stay involved in that work. Wow, that's that's great. That's great. Okay, so now amidst the COVID-19 crisis, many businesses are struggling and having to make big changes to their operations. What changes are you currently seeing? Well, it's been interesting. There's really been a broad range of impact across the country, depending on what type of business and the location of business, anything from really being completely shut down and not having any real uh, ability to produce revenue right now to pretty much going full speed. Uh, of course, with restrictions and precautions like everybody's needing to take right now. So the impact right now is all over the map. And um, you know, for the foreseeable future, uh, hopefully a lot of these things will start opening up around the end of the month or so here. But by and large, it's challenging leaders to think differently about doing business right now. And that's the biggest single thing. In fact, change is the name of the game right now. And if Mm -hmm. you're not used to it, which most of us aren't, and you don't like it, which most of us don't, uh, please, it's going to take a a real paradigm shift for business owners right now uh, going forward to make sure that you're getting prepared for what's coming. And it's not going to be turning on a switch, as they're saying and having business as usual. It just can't be. There's been too much negative impact 
and not just to the business world, but to everybody. This is all, all inclusive. Nobody gets excluded from this thing this time around. No, it's so true, isn't it? You know, it's interesting this morning, I'm designing a, a project and, and as I said, we are fortunate that we are still in the essential category, but getting materials, I've, I'm waiting for some materials from Italy and you can understand how that's going. So sure. <laughs> with a particular bathroom, for example, you know, we've got brass finishes everywhere and, and I need one thing and that is a particular brass floor drain. So I've had to go back to the client and said, listen, we're not going to get that for like another 12 weeks. Let's use this different solution where we're going to do a hidden floor drain, blah, blah, blah. I said, love it. So that's a as kind of a small example of the changes we need to make. But I agree with you. I think the sw- that golden switch isn't going to be turned on. It's going to be back to normal. It's going to certainly take some while, some time and 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 being, I think, malleable and being able to be flexible for those changes. I think that's what's that's really important for business, isn't it? Is to is to understand that and to be able to be adaptable. You bring up a great point, Carl. Really, uh, the supply chain is a huge part of this. You know, for most builders and remodelers, they can still get lumber and windows and doors, but a lot of the commodity stuff is being shut down, at least temporarily. And Honestly, you shut down one of those and you just shut off a whole industry. So not to mention the fact that uh, remodelers, kitchen and bath experts and so forth are, are being shut down literally in terms of what they can and can't do. But the supply chain is just choking a lot of them right off, too. So it's a multifaceted challenge for sure. Yeah. Now, we know that no one has all the answers here and no one has an oracle. And it's difficult to say with certainty when this will all end. But what are some things that small businesses should be thinking about if they are more, if there's more long-term challenges to the economy, and what can we be doing now to ensure, you know, to help get everything back and up and running with profit once we all open? Yeah, great question. Honestly, I have to say that it's not so much uh, if there's more long-term challenges, but when, and they're coming. Uh, the economy is being impacted so negatively right now that it's just not going to snap back like we just mentioned but there's going to be significant impact we know that there already is uh effective right now for everybody in our industry by and large your market share just shrank and uh, what that means is owners and leaders need to accept this new reality that's all there is to it uh, at least for a season and for the foreseeable future anyway and i'm saying you know, we're looking at probably a, a minimally a, a 12 to 18 month, if not longer, uh, time span as this thing tries to normalize itself. We're going to have to take some extreme measures. And the very worst we, we, we can do and uh, or the worst we can expect is that, OK, we plan for the worst and hope for the best. That's really a simple leadership principle, but it's one that's really important right now. These are these are really unprecedented times. None of us has been through anything quite like that. For those that survived 2008 and 9, uh, I'm sure you have the battle scars to prove it. And that was a brutal time. But this is something different. It's all inclusive, like I said. So the main thing right now that leaders and owners need to do is confront this brutal reality uh, head on and own it because it's here. We don't have any choice. There's a mandate on leadership like never before right now. And I think this is where some leaders tend to get uh, complacent or frustrated and just choose to take no action, uh, maybe wait it out. We'll just hold off. We'll hope for the best. It's going to blow over. But honestly, 
leaders, listen, that is not good enough. So if you're committed to really surviving and thriving on the other side of this thing, then now's the time to take action. And I've been saying it this way, and honestly, it's a true business principle anyway, at any good times or bad, and that is the decisions you're making right now today are going to be what determines your success tomorrow. So please don't wait. Uh, we have to be looking at things like what are our core capabilities and, and how can we deploy those in order to uh, preempt uh, the most extreme uh, results that we might see from this thing? What do we do with that? Um, we have to be ultra aware of what's going on around us and what all the moving pieces are and, you know, uh, assess them and um, weigh the odds and determine what our constraints or limiting factors are and then go from there and decide how can we pivot right now? How can we overcome some of this stuff and really make an impact? And honestly, I think the leaders that really own that type of an attitude are going to be the ones that prevail at the end of the day. So I think right now it's it's this leadership mandate, uh, being ultra aware of what's going on around us, assessing all the assets that we have, uh, the core capabilities, so to speak. I would suggest even for anybody on, that's listening to this podcast that you sit down and, and get your team involved and get their suggestions. Honestly, you can tap into a lot of intellectual capital around you right now to support you and, and, and give you some, some uh, great suggestions and make a list of all the stuff you find. And it's surprising how insight like this sometimes can really instantly relieve a lot of the stress that we're going through in these kind of situations. That's a very good point. It's like you look at a lot of business, great business leaders in the past, and it's, and sometimes it's not it's not hope that's ultimately going to change things. But you know, it's I often think that if you have a one to two hour think tank session with your team and just start communicating, just start talking, sometimes there's a couple of items there that just stick. And you said, I think, the magic word, because I think there's a lot of stress out there at the moment, and just opening our mouths, talking about it, because everyone listening in, they've got a, their own unique business, um, that's really going to help. And you may know all this inside your head, but to actually get it out and to be talking to your trades and be talking to your partners and your suppliers, there's a way around it. Here's an example, relatively a small example, where I, I may have just saved a larger project we're about to start. Uh, it's a large project in Los Angeles. It's a, it was a huge remodel and addition to this large property. And um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's about a $1.8 million project. It's a, big, it's, a, it's a big one and a kind of a complicated one. And straight away, I'm thinking, well, what, you know, the owner's profession is going to be affected by this. And they're still quite keen to go ahead, but it, it's just the value. It's just overcapitalizing at this stage. So we sat down. And I just, five minutes before the meeting, I thought, okay, well, if this was my home and my renovation, what could I do to keep this moving forward and what could I add on to it later on? So, for example, there's an elevator in the building. I said, well, why don't we just stub out for it for now and why don't we utilise it space for storage, et cetera? And straight away she said, I love it. Okay, well, that cuts the budget down. We could do that later. Solar was another item. Let's stub out for solar. Let's do that later too. The roof tiles are quite expensive. We've changed the composition to a different uh, material. That's changed. And maybe that's a little bit of a tip for everybody listening out there, whatever your project may be. Look at that same project and what can you do to potentially move forward with it, get your homeowners in? Um, because as you said, 
it's not going to be weeks or months. It's going to take a long time for this to turn around. And maybe there's a way that we can still move forward. And, and that was one of my examples on a project. Um, so I think, as you said, it's really just getting out there and, and talking about it. Now, here's a question that I'm sure that maybe a lot of your audience in the past ask, and that is, what is the best way to recession-proof our business in the future? <laughs> just like right now. Yeah, boy, absolutely a great question. Uh, honestly, uh, there's no better way to recession-proof than to become uh, a lot more diverse in your product offerings. So I think right now uh, it's so parallel as what we need to be doing as leaders in the industry. A lot of leaders are asking right now, what what should I do? And I think the bigger question is, what do I want? And when you do that, to be able to, again, assess what's going on around you, but then start thinking, and this is really a season of creativity and innovation. This is leadership stuff, uh, the stuff that we're made of and made for, by the way. We got to be ultra creative. We have to be willing to accept change and go after it. I mean, I'm talking to people about things like uh, you just mentioned, Carl, some really important creative ideas in terms of gaining the confidence and the buy-in of our clients. Remember, all of those folks are also very worried right now and very apprehensive for the most part. And they have a lot of questions, just like we do. There's a lot more questions than there are answers right now. So as far as diversifying, uh, this whole idea of networking now is gold. And I'm saying right now more than ever, and maybe some of you have more time than you usually would otherwise on your hands, get on the phone, pick up the phone and call past customers, call people in your network. Uh, maybe there's other networking key people that you've just wanted to talk to and connect with over time, never had the time to. There's no better time right now than to broaden the landscape of your connections and get the word out there. And I mean, I'd, I think it's you can summarize it by saying, stay visible, <laughs> uh, stay out there. Uh, proactive marketing right now. Some people have said to me, well, you know, well, uh, business is down. We don't know what's going to happen. We're going to cut our marketing budget. I'm saying, look, if you don't, if you cut anything, don't cut your marketing budget. I mean, you may modify it or you may refocus it, but be out there and uh, start thinking about what kind of creative ideas that you can come up with to, to mobilize and deploy your unique skills and your capabilities. There's lots and lots of ways to do that. I mean, strategic partnerships for one, among many, many other things. So networking is the key, marketing, staying visible, staying well, well connected, uh, make people aware of the fact that you're here. I, I like the idea personally, and this is one of the areas where remodelers typically really fall short. They've got a huge resource of past customers and yet they don't tap it. Well, we're too busy. We got too much stuff going on. No better time than to go back to those folks right now and start talking to them. How are you doing? Everything good? I just want you to know what we've been doing and we're here. And, and we're staying here. And uh, in spite of this issue now, we're cognizant of what's going on. We're very sensitive to what's going on. But at the same time, we're taking all the precautions and we want you to know we're here for you if and when you ever need us. Those kind of things right now, I think are gold. So uh, diversifying, branching out, discovering some new revenue streams, that's a huge one. And I would say for probably every single person listening to this, there's probably some awesome revenue streams that you A, never, wanted to tap or never even thought of tapping. Listen, folks, now's the time. Do it. Uh, you must protect the golden goose, which is your business, right? It's what supports you. It supports your family. It supports your staff, your employees, and a lot of other folks too. Protect the golden goose. And as hard and painful as some of the changes may be, 
look, it's just part of leadership right now. And we got to do what's best to make sure that we survive and thrive on the other side of this thing. No, true. And I think on a big note too, with, with our business, I love what you're talking about leadership too. It's just, um, to me, that that's exciting. That is success. But it's ultimately being a good person, doing a, doing above and beyond um, a great project. And I'm fortunate I don't really need any work at the moment, but I've, got, I've made some great friends uh, that have been clients in the past. And um, I'm saying this is for, for our listeners. <clears throat> Excuse me. Recently, um, I'd reached out to a client, Susan, and we, we, we did her whole home and we came back. We did phase two and phase three. And I keep in touch with her. She still is very close. Mm, great. And, uh, I, I was, she, she wrote me a beautiful letter and uh, sent some photographs because the garden's all blooming at this time of year. And I just touched base with her and just by talking to her, she said, I've got a couple of friends that are looking at doing their kitchen and their bathrooms. And I thought that's interesting. So what you said is a good point. That particular past contact may not necessarily want any work doing, but they have a lot of friends and a lot of contacts too. And by keeping in touch with people, it's not just that person. It branches off to um, to a larger network. So mm, keeping so in true. touch with past clients, I think, is a good, is certainly a good thing. And for everyone listening out there, if you're if you're not fully on your game, pick up your act because great workmanship, um, having clarity, and and you know doing a terrific job uh, is really going to help you in a situation like this. Well, Fred, um, any other advice you can uh, you can offer our listeners? So far, this is this has just been terrific, and I think a lot of common sense answers you've been giving. Uh, but anything else there that you can help navigate through this time? Well, I think the main word here, next to leadership, and second only to leadership, is perseverance. Really, Carl, honestly, it's uh, digging deep. Uh, don't stop. Don't be. Don't be denied of success. Uh, this is a crisis. There's no question. It's unprecedented. Okay. Uh, so what? Uh, we still have businesses to run and there's going to be good business out there. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time. People, I think, uh, by the end of this month and into the middle of next, will begin to uh, rediscover some, uh, some, some hope and, and do away with some of the fears that have been so prevalent the past couple of months or so. And uh, things are going to gradually get back to normal. But in the interim, it's a leadership issue and perseverance is going to be key. Uh, thinking out of the box being creative, don't be afraid of change. I like the idea of uh, what I call uh, uh, catalytic business models, and that is testing some small ideas in the marketplace. For example, you know, one thing you can do is come up with some great ideas and survey your customer base. Ask them what they think of it, because in all honesty, if we're going to go out there and really try to produce more revenue via some different revenue streams and sources, uh, we need to know if they're going to work. And if we don't survey our customers. We'll never know that for sure. So I think the moral of the story is execute now. Don't wait. Uh, survival is an action word, by the way. And it means your future success, like I mentioned earlier, is going to be a direct reflection of the actions you take today. That's always an irrefutable truth. So get your team involved. Tap your network. Be active. Maybe run some contests or give away some prizes. I don't know, whatever it is. Stay ultra-visible but more than anything, go out there in the marketplace and figure out how to intersect with what people need right now. And those are going to be the teams and the, the leaders and the companies that succeed long time, long term. No, I agree. You know, it might be um, two, three years. We'll be at KWIS. Who knows? We may be sharing a mojito together and we'll be looking back, <laughs> thinking at this time. 
and thinking, well, whatever we did then has got us to where we're at now. I always try to jump ahead and think, okay, let's look back. What did we do now to ultimately continue and succeed? Yeah. Fred, I want to thank you um, very much for jumping on the podcast today. Now, um, what is your website that um, our listeners can get more information about you and uh, your business? You can reach us through the website at legacybizleaders.com anytime. Uh, love to have you visit. There's information there, resources on our resources tab, our winning resources tab. Uh, there's a group coaching tab uh, that has some a list of some of our, uh, actually it's called peer groups, and a list of our upcoming uh, crisis-oriented webinars. We're doing a series of seven, uh, six of those right now. Uh, the okay. first one's complete, and we'll have those all, those recordings will all be on the website soon. So uh, any other resources, I'm always open to that. Love to hear from anybody as I can uh, help or support them. Thanks so much, Carl. What a great opportunity today. Mate, great opportunity for everyone listening in. I really appreciate it. And uh, I think we'll be in touch soon too because I think any of us out there with a business, I think uh, uh, talking to you uh, is, uh, is certainly going to benefit our businesses in a big way. Fred, thank you so much for joining us. Great pleasure. Thank you so much again too. It's a pleasure. Well, folks, we have all new episodes of KB Talks coming your way very soon to make sure you are subscribed and stay tuned. Please be sure to send your feedback to nkba at flyingcamel.com. And remember to take a moment, leave us a star rating or a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I want to thank you very much for listening. Remember, get out there and design and build something fantastic and stay safe. Stay tuned for a quick NKBA minute. The NKBA Specialty Badge Program offers members a new competitive edge. Certification has long been a cornerstone of the National Kitchen and Bath Association's mission, although the designations are mostly limited to designers. The Specialty Badge Program now allows any NKBA member to broaden their knowledge and earn credentials in a variety of areas through online course materials and passing an online exam. Visit nkba.org badges to discover the NKBA Specialty Badges currently available. Take advantage of the NKBA's ongoing professional development opportunities and get the NKBA competitive edge.